Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time, time to, to sit, sit for a spell. Hello. Hello. Hi. 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 I was waiting. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. No, I just kept moving my mouth. Yeah. I was just like, I was like continuing hmm. my, <laughs> I don't know. Anywho. <laughs> you can't even see what we're doing, but. No, this is we're... the Super Well podcast. I'm Jess. I'm James. We're losing no. our minds. Losing our minds. <laughs> so this oh. is going to be a little fun episode. Um, yes. Over the next few weeks, um, we're going to be releasing these pre 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 recorded from very, um, very, it's January. It's January now. So um yeah. Jess uh is either very, Jess is either very close or has already had her baby. Yay. So we're giving her a break, a well deserved break. Um so we're gonna be releasing these just fun, quick little episodes to keep you guys mm-hmm, mm-hmm. entertained well. She's raising her little baby. Yeah. So our goal, we're in the past. So our goal was <laughs> to pre-record as many kind of like smaller episodes as we could with some fun topics and information. So mm-hmm. hopefully you find it enjoyable. Might so, too, but yeah, some re-releases. If you, we won't be discussing current topics um, you know, whatever big news is coming because we don't know what's coming because it's January. So, we <laughs> so we're blissfully unaware. Sure, we wouldn't be doing this. Yes. Or so if it's like a huge thing, maybe one of us will pop up on yeah. it and say something. But barring anything like that, just enjoy all these fun topics for the next few weeks. Yeah. So today we're doing one of our favorite things to do, cryptids. Cryptids. Specifically, lake monsters. <gasps> Yay. We tend to like group these together, which is always fun. I like to do that. It's just yeah, organized in my brain. Yeah, it's nice. But so, lake monsters are one of the reasons I don't go in lakes. I mean, other than the <laughs> the dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> lake yeah, monsters is another, another good reason. Yeah. I'm going to be talking about um, Tahoe Tessie. Cute. And Jess, you're talking about? I'm talking about Champ. Champ. So. Champ's from uh, Vermont. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go first Ew, with Tahoe I've been Tessie. In Lake Tahoe. Yeah. There was a monster in there, Gross. supposedly. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to go first, and then Jess is going to tell us about Mr. Champ. Okay. Oh, Mrs. Champ? I, I, we don't know. Them. We Them. don't know. Just Them. Champ? Just Champ. Just Champ. Okay. So, sources. Wikipedia. Weirdus.com. Cryptids.fandom.com. Weirdcalifornia.com. And an article from LakeTahoeThisWeek.com. Nice. Here we go. Here so, Tahoe Tessie... Um, lives in North America's largest alpine lake. So an alpine lake is a lake at a high altitude. Okay. That lake 
is called Lake Tahoe. Yes. Lake Tahoe. Here's a little bit of, yes, very popular here in California and in Nevada. Um, Here's a little bit about the lake. It's a large freshwater lake in the Sierra Nevada region of the United States. For those of you who don't know what the Sierra Sierra Nevada region of the uh, the United States is, it is a mountain range in the western U.S. between the Central Valley of California and the Carson Range of Nevada. Uh, California is huge. It's humongous. It it, um, borders, what, like four or five states? Something like that. It's humongous. So this is one of the states. Nevada is one of the states that it borders. The Sierra Nevada is part of the, here we go, American Cordillera. Mm-hmm. which is an almost continuous chain of mountain ranges that forms the backbone of the western part of the Americas. Interesting. So there you go. Anywho, the lake itself, um, again, is the largest alpine lake in North America, is one of them. It's only um, second to, oh no, it's only second deepest lake to um, Crater Lake, which is in Oregon. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the lake itself was formed about two million years ago, which kind of Jeez. lends credence to some of the, um, you know, the ideas of what it may be, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The uh, area surrounding the lake is Lake Tahoe uh, or simply Tahoe. Nice. So if Thank you're you. from California or Nevada, you know Lake Tahoe. It's mm-hmm. a huge tourist attraction. They mm-hmm. have winter sports. You can ski mm-hmm. and snowboard in the summertime. You can um, hike and there's bicycling. There's the water sports, all kinds of stuff. You can the also gamble. People hand uh, happen there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. The Donner, what is it? The Donner, the Donner Party? Donner Party. <laughs> I should know yeah. these words. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, gambling is also legal on the Nevada side of the lake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the area around Lake Tahoe was previously inhabited by the Washoe Native American people, with the lake itself being the heart of the Washoe territory. They considered parts of the lake sacred, and there is an area known as Cave Rock, and it features a rock formation called the Lady of the Lake. It's called that because uh, from a certain angle, it looks like the profile of a woman's face gazing out toward the lake. Hmm. And the Washoe would perform religious ceremonies inside the caves as well. It's just a little bit of a history for you yeah so now going back to tahoe tessie so tahoe tessie there have been tales of the creature dating back to the washoe and the um, paiute indians Mm -hmm. for them um of course they were had incredible reverence for the land um the land was considered immensely powerful by shamans and it was believed to be a living descendant of the turquoise water of Lake Tahoe, rumored to live in the sacred area beneath each shore's cave rock. So that's mm. where they thought that it lived. Yeah. The indigenous people held large, held the creature with such high regard that even speaking about the animal was considered like a no-no. Mm-hmm. It was rumored that even if you talked about the animal... It could cause blinding or death. 
So oh. like incredible respect for this yeah. creature. Um, up until even recently, uh, you know, from then till now, mm-hmm. locals maintain that a large unidentified serpent-like creature lives in the deepest parts of the lake. So like we said, it's only, the, it's the second deepest lake in the United yeah. States. So um, you can imagine how deep it is. It usually appears <laughs> around June in even numbered years. Huh. So maybe it hibernates or something. Maybe. The locals dubbed it Tessie in imitation of the Loch Ness Nessie. Mm-hmm. And it was believed to be spotted by um, settlers in the early 19th century when they kind of started making their way towards yeah. California. Yeah, like the Donner Party. Yeah, exactly. Except so a little more recent sightings of the creature. In 1950s, in the 1950s, there were two off-duty police officers. They were out on the lake, um, just scouting, not on the lake, but near the lake. And mm-hmm. they reported seeing a large black hump rise out of the water. Oh, they were on a boat. Why does oh. it say out? And it said that they said that the the creature kept up with their boat even when they went over seven, uh, 60 miles an hour or that's 97 kilometers per hour. Gross. For those of you listening on the other side of the pond. <laughs> <laughs> so there was another um, anonymous witness on the, the Weird California website. And they say, quote, myself, along with three others, watched a large serpent-like creature feeding or hunting a large school in, within a large school of trout. It was in the middle of winter in 1979 off the dock of Homewood. It was about as big around as a telephone pole and maybe 30 to 60 feet in length from what we could see of it. It didn't swim like a snake side to side. It was diving up and splashing down with its head or neck into the school of fish, which were leaping out of the water to get away from it. We were speechless for several minutes after. (laughs) which is a horrible <laughs> yeah. image to think of. <laughs> uh, in, the, in the early 80s, two fishermen reported seeing 15-foot-long or 4.6-meter-long serpent pass beneath the surface of the water near Cave Rock. <sighs> Several weeks later, two divers reported finding an underwater cave and a creature shot out of it, leaving the silt stirred. Where the creature had been, there were two large fin prints. In uh, 1984, Tessie made headlines in the San Francisco Chronicle. The paper reported that two women had seen the Lake Tahoe Leviathan a month earlier. Tahoe City residents Patsy McKay and Diane Stavarakis. Mm -hmm. Also, Patty and Diane are like, quintessential like 80s names they really are (laughs) they were hiking above the west shore when they spotted tessie swimming below in the lake Hmm. um patsy said that the beast was at least 17 feet long which is (laughs) quite an arbitrary number to give (laughs) but she watched it closely and saw it surface um three times she said quote like a submarine her companion, Diane, said the creature had a humped back 
and seemed to surface like a whale in a lethargic manner. She was also sure it wasn't a diver or a log or just a large ripple, that it was too big to be any of those yeah. things. In the late 90s, a kayaking instructor reported seeing a glance of what looked like a green two-person kayak flipped over, but it immediately sunk in the water. When he approached the area with a speed in, a, in his speedboat, there were no traces of a kayak and nobody reported flipping over in a kayak at the time. Yeah. So but the, kind of that smooth, you know, what a kayak, like an yeah. underneath yeah. of a kayak looks like. Mm-hmm. And like a domed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 2004, an off-duty bartender on the Tahoe Queen took a picture of a black a black hump in the water, which he claims is the top of the creature's head. Mm. In 2006, there was a family vacationing near Tahoe when they sighted a large black scale-lacking creature appearing similar to a sturgeon with an upturned white nose near Lake Tahoe's, do- Lake Tahoe's dark shore. Mm-hmm. However, the creature moved up and down like a mammal instead of side to side. Hmm. Like a shark or a snake. Yeah, yeah, like it's fin. Yeah. The closest anyone has ever come to figuring out Tahoe's mysteries was all the way back in the 1970s. Hmm. So, um, famed oceanographer Jacques Cousteau, who mm-hmm. traveled around the world in his, uh, you know, diving under the water. Um, he brought a mini submarine to the lake. Ooh. He did several dives in the um he he tried to find the bottom which yeah. is uh, 1600 feet below the surface mm-hmm. and when he returned to the surface he said quote the world isn't ready for what is down there and mm-hmm. to his death refused to release any pictures or data from the exhibition Ugh, i hate that <laughs> so of course there's been a ton of theories surrounding what is tahoe tessie the most popular theory is that um tessie is either a plesiosaur an ichthyosaur or a small mosasaur due to um fossils that have been found around the surrounding nevada desert in the sierra nevada mountains they have Mm -hmm. found those those dinosaur fossils in the surrounding areas. I was going to say maybe, uh, um, I'm not saying this right, but a paleophysis, which was a giant mm-hmm. sea snake. Yeah. Like a sea yeah. like, got to like 25 feet long. They lived during the, I think the Cretaceous. Yeah. Cretaceous period. Yeah. I, could be like dinosaurs over here. Yeah. So cute. <laughs> um, so some people like to say that's their theory, um, mm-hmm. but others say that the lake was formed long after any of those animals could have lived. It, it was it was formed during the last ice age, mm. so it would have been way after the those creatures went extinct. Other theories say that it could be anything from a large sturgeon or a new species of freshwater eel. Gross. But it'd have to be like really fucking big if it was any of those. Yeah, 25 feet. <laughs> a huge surgeon. Yeah. I so hate eels. I hate eels. Yeah. Just, mm, the only eels I like are those flotsam and jetsam in Little Mermaid. I like her in my sushi. Yeah, those two because <laughs> I don't yeah. want to look at them. I don't like their faces. Yeah. Um, they, 
freak me out. Not surprisingly, my kid likes them. Not he loves. Yeah. So, who's to say what is who is Tasa, Tahoe Tessie? What is Tahoe Tessie? Um, it's never really been confirmed, and it may never be confirmed. But um, she, they remain to be a popular logo for a lot of Tahoe-based companies. There's a lot of um, children's books you can buy. Um, Tessie's featured a lot in local newspapers, and there used to be a local museum, and um, there was a hotline you could call if you if you uh, spotted Tessie. But it's been recently shut down. But that's cute that they have that. They were so dedicated to it. <laughs> that is cute. So that's just a little deep, little quick dive. Uh, excuse the pun um, into Tahoe Tessie, who is one of uh, North America's lake monsters. Sweet. Yeah. Can we go off on a conspiracy theory tangent really quick? Always. I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory. So I well, am one who ascribes to the idea that we have no idea how deep our oceans really are and like well obviously we know there's an extent of depths but yeah like what's under there right like we know more about mm-hmm. space than we know about our oceans we know that mm-hmm. that sentence everyone says it so there's this like i'll call it a conspiracy theory um <laughs> that creatures live under like the mariana trench and mm-hmm. in other um like active volcanic areas yeah there's so many trenches like deep deep cave trenches under the surface of our ocean and that these creatures could really easily travel through like underwater tunnels Mm -hmm. into these lakes um all kinds of these things and like who's to say that these dinosaurs or creatures that we have thought to be extinct or mm-hmm. creatures that we haven't even discovered yet because we can't go to their depths and they right. don't come to our non-depths shallow, shallow? surface um <laughs> so i believe fully that there are things in our waters that we have never seen mm-hmm. or get got glimpses of mm-hmm. um i mean even something like the colossal squid, yeah, which was just barely confirmed to exist, what, in the past, what, 10, 15 years, where mm-hmm. there have been depictions mm-hmm. of a colossal squid going as far back as, you know, people have been sailing and people have been on the oceans. Exactly. Exactly. And there were pictures, drawn, hand-drawn pictures or, mm-hmm. you know, rumors because sperm whales would have all this damage on them, but we've mm-hmm. never, people have never seen one or caught one live and finally they did. So, exactly. who's to say? Like this lake, there are known caves underneath mm-hmm. the lake. So, who's to say where those caves lead? Maybe exactly. this little, maybe this little guy just came up and got lost and he's stuck up here. While the rest of the Tessies live way deeper. Who's to say? I fully believe that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There was a new species of shark found. Not a little shark. 
full really? full size shark. What is it called? Um, you know, I don't um, because you know my brain. But they, I'm gonna look it up. The they, they, the overreaching they, were um, doing experiments in the oceans of Mexico during surveys. I think because they wanted to drop oil lines. Mm. Like that. Is this the shark that can walk? I hope not. But anyways, (laughs) they were doing surveys because whenever you're going to start a geological project, you have to do geological surveys in order to see if there's like plants or animals that are endangered or that that's like a specific niche, you know. Yeah. Um, So you can't do stuff there. And while they were doing these studies in this particular area of um, international waters in Mexico, they freaking found a shark that just like only lives there. <laughs> just chilling. Just chilling. And so they don't know, they haven't studied it enough yet to know if it's a um, shark that's been around for freaking forever or if it's a newly evolved species, newly hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, a full shark. Not even a little shark, a full freaking shark. <laughs> a huge shark. <laughs> yeah, it happens all the time. Uh, it happens like, all the time. I've seen them and they're yeah. like, oh, dude, shark, but they're not scientists going like. <laughs> yeah, like that's a different kind of shark. shark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, I don't even know how many types of shark there are that are known. So I wouldn't know to be like, that's a new shark. Exactly. And then they had those. Really horrible, chompy sharks, the little ones. Um, what the cookie cutter ones? Not those, but I hate those. The, <laughs> I don't know what they're called. Their teeth are like protruding out though, and they're like kind of small. They're like the size of a dog. They're mm. really, really deep. Mm, um, like gnome okay. sharks or okay. troll sharks, something in that realm. Yeah quasi know what i'm talking about those have been <laughs> discovered in like the last 20 years yeah so yeah there's uh, a ton we don't know it's just the moral of the story is please don't go in the ocean <laughs> <laughs> just stay on like <laughs> unless we're on like a yacht or cruise ship even then Ugh. Ugh. like just just stay on land. <laughs> we came out of the ocean to stay on land. That's where we came from. Just stay here. Why are you trying to go back? I know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> TLC says, don't go chasing waterfalls, okay? Yeah. That applies to oceans, too. It does. Gross. Seattle Lakes, too. So many dead just bodies in lakes. Just... Ugh. Oh, that was the other thing that I forgot to write down, that it was rumored that Lake Tahoe used to be a dumping ground for bodies for the mafia. I saw that recently, or you told me that recently. But there's like a ton of bodies in Lake Tahoe. Yeah, there's like a ton. One of the big lakes. I think there's like a lake in Michigan. I think there's a lot of lakes in Michigan. Yeah, there's a ton. There's like a whole shit ton of bodies in the lake. Yeah, like same so thing many. with Tahoe. It's yeah. so cold and it stays mm-hmm. so cold mm-hmm. that they're just like down there. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was sort of the same situation where they, the bodies wouldn't float or whatever. Or they wouldn't bloat or whatever for whatever reason. So there's, yeah, it's it was like a dumping ground. It keeps them down there. 
Ugh, I'm never going in a lake again. The, the most I'm doing is like a swimming pool, only during the daytime because sharks are in <laughs> swimming pools at night. They are. It's true. <laughs> true fact. <laughs> you heard it here first. Oh my goodness. Okay, well, so, before we move on to champ, let's take a quick break. Let's take a break. Hello, Sit for a Spell listeners. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? With everything going on in the world right now, James and I have been feeling the stress and have been experiencing extra anxiety. And we know a lot of you have been feeling the same way, which is why BetterHelp, that's better H-E-L-P, may be right for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. That's right, Jess. And did you know you can start communicating in under 48 hours? Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is actual professional counseling done securely online. There's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available to you in your area. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly or video phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if and when you ever need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is huge in the COVID-19 world. It's awesome. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people are using BetterHelp that they're hiring new counselors in all 50 states. Yeah, get on that. Mm -hmm. Get on this too. Special offer for sit for a spell listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell that's better h-e-l-p.com slash sit for a spell and we're back welcome back welcome back so let's sandwich our conspiracy theories with another like (laughs) (laughs) do it okay so i'm going to be talking about champ um and my Sources are lakechamplinregion.com and wikipedia.org. It's an org. Um, So, champ is from the, I can never say this word, and it's the, it's like that chair, very popular, like outdoor chair, the Adirondacks. Adirondacks. Adirondacks, thank you. Yeah. I'm a teacher. It's fine. So let me tell you. So in American folklore, champ, or sometimes called champy, which is what I would call it, um, is the name of a lake monster said to live in Lake Champlin, um, which is a 125-mile, 201 kilometers, um, body (laughs) of fresh water that is shared by New York and Vermont and Quebec, Canada. Quite large. That's huge. Huge. Um, the legend of this lake monster is said to draw tourism um, into Vermont, as well as um, the New York areas that sh- share that shoreline. 
Okay. Not really sure about Canada, but maybe. We're Americans. We're not, we're not taught anything else. We're barely taught about our own country. Barely. Lake Champlain is the Adirondacks' largest lake, um, which brings tons of tourism, boating, fishing, water mm. sports, lake okay. monsters. Yeah. <laughs> that um, lake has everything. Everything. <laughs> so very similar to Tahoe in that regard. Um, which seems to be a trend for these lake monsters. Mm-hmm. They like active waters, but don't yeah. like to Well, and then there's more people, so it's more likely that they're seen. You know, that's smart. That's smart. Mm. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so for centuries, legends and alleged sightings of an enormous swimming monster have captured the imaginations of everybody involved. Everyone. So uh, the in- indigenous group that lives in the area, their native lands, um, is the Abenaki. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. And the Iroquois. Um, they have their own legends about a very large creature that lives in the lake, which looked like a large horned serpent or oh. giant snake. So perhaps, again, that Paleophysis. Very similar to Tessie. Dinosaur. Cretaceous period serpent. Yes. Gross. Hate it. <laughs> um, the Abenaki term for this creature is Gitzalguk. That's how I'm going to say it. Okay. And in the early 18th century, um, the people warned French explorers about disturbing the waters of the lake and not to disturb the serpent. Oh, get them. Um, Because if you didn't know, around this uh, area, the New York, Vermont, kind of like um, northeast coast of the Uh United States and Canada, that's where the French were coming in. Where Mm. down, think of like pilgrims and stuff. We were coming in kind of in the mid to southern east coast. Uh The French. And that's why the French obviously founded Quebec. That was one of the first things that they founded. Um, so the natives French were telling Canadians. them. Exactly. So the native groups were telling them, hey, there's a freaking monster in the league. Don't go over there. <laughs> like, hey, I'm going to do you solid. They were nice enough to warn them. Exactly. Look what happened. Look what happened. Can't trust the white man. So Samuel de Chaplin, who Lake Chaplin was named after, um, Huge explorer of the time did a lot of the naming and mapping out of again the northeast coast yeah. around Canada and um, North America. Um, is often credited with being the first European to see Champ. Oh, which makes sense because he was yeah. he went on the lake even though he told him not to. Yeah. Um, so readings of his accounts show that he saw something near the St. Lawrence River. Nevertheless, his account of his sighting is of interest to anyone who likes lake monsters. Yeah. Um, The St. Lawrence River isn't that far from Lake Chaplin, and it said that he saw this in that river. He was actually looking to see if the river, because the river mouth opens Mm -hmm. um, into the ocean on the east coast, and so he followed that river all the way down. He wanted to see how far it could take him. Didn't take him. But (laughs) anyways, I digress. Um, So this is what Chaplin described. Quote, There is also a great abundance of many species of fish. Amongst others, there is one called by the natives 
Chaurosru, which is of various lengths, but the largest of them, as these tribes have told me, are from 8 to 10 feet long. I have seen some 5 feet long, which were as big as my thigh and had a head as large as two of my fists with a snout two feet and half long, just horrible, and a double row of very sharp, dangerous teeth. Its body mm. has a good deal of the shape of a pike, but is protected by scales of silvery gray color and so strong that a dagger could not pierce them. No. <laughs> What's my face look like right now? Like you will not go in that water. I'm not doing that. That sounds horrible. That sounds horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, this is like what a sturgeon looks like. I don't know what a sturgeon looks like, but I was reading this to my husband and he was like, that sounds like a sturgeon. I was like, do you know what a sturgeon is? I thought a sturgeon was like a swordfish. I don't. I mean, that's kind of what it sounds like. It has like a snout. Oh, yeah, that is what a sturgeon looks like. Oh yeah, this is not a swordfish. <laughs> Gross. And they get big too. Dang, look at this sturgeon. No. No. No, thank you. So we just Googled sturgeons. Um and they get really I mean, big. We don't appreciate them. So ugh, I'm sure that can feed like a lot of people. And aren't sturgeons where we get caviar from like the fancy fancy sturgeons i don't know i thought they were i mean it doesn't matter (laughs) either way they're horrible so that's the point Um, yeah sounds horrible i mean this was a freaking long time ago um probably in the mid 16th century no not 16th century 17th century so in the 1600s into the 1700s where they were like doing these explorations Mm -hmm. so sure could have been just a giant ass sturgeon because people weren't overfishing to where fish couldn't get to their full size um and these sturgeon would have had years and years and years and years and years just happening you would think that the native people would know the difference. I'm sure they fished in that lake. Well, because ancestral sturgeons do come from the Crustaceous era. So Mm. who knows? Maybe it's... Could be related. Could be. It's Hmm. horrible. So historians think that champ is a garfish. Um... It's a class of fishes that include a sturgeon, um, and they are still alive in the lake today. There are sturgeon, there are garfish in that lake. Uh, And Champlin's description does sound very much like a garfish, apparently, which we did not Google. But um, Googling it now. Either way, it's horrible. They're little, though. I don't like it. I don't like to eat fish in it either, so I'm just going to leave all the fish alone. Look at his teeth. Oh, what is that? That's going to bite your leg when you swim in the water. But this one's in Texas, though. That's going to bite you. Just. Yeah. I'm continuing. <laughs> <laughs> and this whole, this whole uh, lake monster thing was your idea, too. It was. 
<laughs> All right. So the next biggest account happens um, in the Plattsburgh. This is on the New York coast Republican newspaper um, mm-hmm. of July of 1819. And I love this name. Captain Crumb was aboard <laughs> a boat in the Balwaga Bay um, on a Thursday morning when he reported with a the candlestick <laughs> with a with a hundred and eighty seven foot long monster. Um, wow. Who was black in color with a head resembling a seahorse and reared more than 15 feet out of the water. He claimed the monster he saw had three teeth, three teeth, okay, three teeth, eyes <laughs> the color like, of an onion. Or like that. I don't know. Um, and a white star on its forehead and a quote, a belt of red around the neck. This is a remarkable level of detail. Um, Fashionable. He is said to have seen about 200 yards away. He had really good eyesight. Real good. (laughs) Another sighting took place in 1873. Apparently this was a very busy year for him. Um, uh, There was a New York Times story that said a... Sorry. There was a New York Times story that said a railroad crew um, had witnessed the head of an enormous serpent raise out of Lake Chaplin with uh, bright silvery scales that glistened in the sun. Mm. Mm. Got a new outfit. Nice. Uh, That same year in July, Clinton County Sheriff Nathan Mooney um, again, reported an enormous snake or water serpent um, that he said was maybe 35 or 25 feet long. Mm-hmm. Then in August, um, there was a steamship on the water. The WB Eddy um, said that they ran into, physically bumped <laughs> into camp, <laughs> nearly wow. causing the ship's turnover, um, according to the people on board. Wow. He's yeah. sturdy, huh? He's a sturdy... <clears throat> those scales man yeah um this is interesting uh showman pt barnum isn't he like a horrible person is he the one that's like he is horrible? yeah yeah they all uh, are yeah he offered fifty thousand dollars in 1873 that was a lot of money that's like that's a like lot of like money a million dollars in today's how much money probably like a million dollars no how much did he offer fifty thousand in 1873 fifty thousand we're doing a lot of google today so uh he requested quote the hide of the great chaplain serpent to add to his mammoth world fair show so he's yeah that makes sense he wanted it yeah because what's he gonna do with the giant fifty thousand dollars is roughly it's about a million dollars today Hey, I guess. Yeah, it's a, it's like seven thousand shy of a million dollars. Nice. I should be something with money. No. Um, and then in nineteen forty-five, um, there was a boat called the SS Ticonderoga, which is actually like a um battleground. Uh, also claimed to have seen the creature. Hmm. 
All right. So now into some more recent sightings. In 1977, someone named Sandra Mancy took a photograph while on vacation with her family. It appears to show serpent-like creatures sticking out of the lake. Hmm. Um, the entire bay where the photograph was taken was no deeper than 14 feet at that time. So hmm. it's unlikely that the size of the serpent could be there and that it might be a log. Okay. 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 Um, in 1992, there were 180 total sightings. Um, wow. So, like, that's so like it, every other day. Yeah. So, 180 sightings, but it was from 600 people, but like they counted same day sightings, you know? What yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, like multiple how, people saw the same thing. Yeah. Yes. Um, so they said that they had seen champ all over the lake, different parts of the lake, uh, either kids, um, people on the ferry, people like things in pictures, mm -hmm. all over the place. 1992 yeah. was a busy year. Champ was like, um, I'm coming up. He's like, <laughs> I'm the world for reals. <laughs> uh, 21st century, there was, it caught, for some reason, Champ got like a huge boost. Okay. Um, very specifically from a Japanese television show, The Today Show, NBC's Unsolved Mysteries, Fox mm -hmm. Network's show Sightings. Um, okay. So there was like a lot of Champ media. Uh, in 2003, the Discovery Channel did a special on America's Loch Ness Monster. Um, because there were three sightings that year in June. Mm. Um, we could say that these monsters are seen a lot during the summer because of the warm waters. Mm -hmm. Or there's more people, like you said before. Yeah, either way. Um, but lots of um, articles also in Discover Magazine and Scholarly Journals. Nice. Um, there is reportedly a video done by Dick Offolder. And his stepson, Pete, in the summer of 2005. Um, and the images were interpreted to either be that of a paleosaur-like mm -hmm. animal mm -hmm. um, or an eel. Big-ass eel. <laughs> it's a big difference, either yeah. or. <laughs> um, two retired FBI forensic image analysts reviewed the tape. Um, and said that it appeared to be authentic and unmanipulated. Wow. I wonder if we can find yeah. it. Maybe we'll put that on the, on the ground. Um, it says there is no place in there that they actually see the creature, though. So, oh, that's just like they just didn't mess with yeah. it. So, uh, another piece of evidence, not a sighting, but kind of like sounds. Mm -hmm. So you know how they put like those drop those uh, machines yeah. down in the water to collect the sounds or uh -huh. whatnot. So the Fauna Communications Research Institute in 2003, working with that Discovery Channel documentary, was recording sounds. So when they pulled it up, they found sounds that were very similar to those of dolphins or beluga whales, which oh. definitely do not live in the lake. <laughs> um, and there were, there was, or is a study published, um, about those sounds. Hmm. Interesting. Um, is it a freshwater lake? Yes. Okay. Definitely yes. no beluga whales in there. No. Are they sure? No. 
<laughs> well, the blue whales live in the Arctic. Yeah, they do. In, in, the, in the ocean, not in freshwater. Yeah. Uh, in 2016, there was a study of mysterious alligator-like tracks found near Lake Chaplin, and cryptozoologists suggest that Champ could actually be a member of the Crocodilia family, mm. which is also horrifying. Kind of terrifying. And that movie, what's that movie? What's the Lake, Placid? Lake Placid? Lake Placid. I that love movie. that movie. <laughs> Crocodiles um, are faster on land than they are in water. <sighs> <laughs> but so who knows who knows could be an alligator could be a snake could be a garfish could be a sturgeon could be a champ it's a champ all right so this part is fun we'll wrap it up here with this fun okay part champ is protected by law mm. on both sides of lake champlin fun so, in 1981, Port Henry, New York, um, declared their waters a safe haven for Champ. Uh, mm. The state of Vermont passed the House Resolution protecting Champ in 1982. And in New York in 1983, both the State Assembly and the State Senate passed resolutions protecting Champ. All of those resolutions are still in place. That's cute. Freaking adorable. That is adorable. Hurt him or her or they there. Don't hurt them. But I yeah, love so it. today, um, Champ is very celebrated in um, Vermont and New York. Uh, there's a baseball team known as the Lake Monsters, and Champ is a mascot. <laughs> um, That's cute. There's a Champ statue that is by the water in Port Henry, New York. Um, it's definitely more of a cheerful statue. It's not a scary statue. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of local businesses have shirts, children books, more. There's even a historical marker that sits on the shore of Clinton County in honor of Champ. Oh, I love it. Adorable. So cute. Mm-hmm. Lake monsters, huh? There's and there's a ton. When we were like looking so at which ones to do, there's so many lake monsters. There's so many. I mean, some of them have to be real, right? Some of them. There's too many not to be. I don't know. It's gotta be. So that was fun. That was fun. Well, we hope you guys had fun listening. Yes. Um, we hope future Jess is doing well with her little baby. I hope so too. <laughs> I'm probably at your house by now anyway. Probably. But um, yeah, keep a keep an eye out for some of these fun, shorter episodes as we give Jess, of course, a much needed opportunity to bond and heal and raise a human being. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. But you we'll can keep still reach going. us through um, our DMs on Instagram. So yeah. Uh, you can still reach out to us through email, sit for a spot. Nope. Nope. Sit what? for a spell pod at gmail.com. Yep. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely be keeping up the Instagram and all that. So, yes. Reach out if you need us or if there's something you want us to comment on or post about or mm-hmm. anything. Like we said, if something major does happen, one of us will pop up on here or Instagram to, to, address. Uh, to address it. Yeah. So, We'll see you later then. See you next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sit for a Spell. 
Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at Sit for a Spell Pod. If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, blessed, blessed be. be.